This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Dustin Huffman. Well, we're on the phone right now with Jim McCormick of agmarket.net. Jim, it's WASD Day. We had State of the Union last night. Anything that was said or anything we're looking forward to that's going to shape those markets today? Well, I think the State of the Union dress overall did not have much of an impact on the market. I think in the big thing on the macro political front, Dustin, it is all going to be about the debt ceiling. That is going to get bloody nose type of political fights. The reality is, though, we probably don't hit that major critical point to June. So it's just going to be a lot of posturing the next couple months. You get past the Memorial Day weekend, that's when it's going to get a little bit more nerve-wracking. So something we need to keep an eye on. But today, it's all about the WASD numbers. The government's going to come out, revise their production numbers and ending stock numbers for around the world. The trade isn't looking for a whole lot of adjustments in general, you look at ending stocks for wheat, um, they were at 567, looking for it to bump up to a little bit to 576. The corn carryout was 1.242 in January. The guess is 1.266, a slight uptick. A lot of that has to do with expectations. Maybe they're going to lower the exports just a little bit due to the lagging export section. And then the beans are at 210. Not a lot of room for adjustment on the beans. They're putting it at 211. Our export pace is right where it needs to be at. The question is, can we sustain it, or worst case, do we see some cancellations from China as the Brazil crop harvest ramps up? But right now, not a lot there on the world front. We're looking for the Brazilian crop to get a little bit bigger and the Argentina crop to get a little bit smaller, but not a huge adjustment on the world numbers either. Now, February, traditionally not a huge uh, momentum-shaking WASDE report generally, but March, of course, comes out with those planning intentions reports. I mean, are, are you hearing anything right now that's setting any groundwork for what you expect to see there? Well, here's what I'm, here's what I'm hearing in general. I mean, it, what you look at as roughly historically, the max corn bean acres combined we plant is about 180 million acres on a normal year. That's kind of where we've been the last couple of years. And it's just how you divvy it up. Is it 90-90? Is it 91 million acres corn, 89 million acres beans? Um, But what's interesting, we just had our conference in Nashville over the weekend, and I talked to clients from North Dakota all the way down into the Delta, talked to customers in the west all the way to Ohio, in the east, excuse me, the far western Nebraska producers. When they crunch the numbers, they tell me pretty much, Every one of them is the money says plant corn. Okay. So that's the thing we're going to look at because I don't think we're going to get this massive shift of acres. Producers tend to stay in that rotation, but we start getting a slight upward revision in these acres. And we happen to plant 92, 93 million acres of corn because the money is in the corn and we manage to have good trend yields. So we happen to have a big corn crop on top of big safrina corn crop, which is just getting planted. So it's far from a done deal. You're probably going to see the U.S. stocks balloon. Competition for exports is going to be huge. And what does that mean? More than likely, it means that you need to be selling corn. You know, corn sales here at five ninety-five to six dollars are going to look very good by the fall if that plays out. All right. Now, moving over to the livestock side of things, Jim, uh, hogs actually had a positive day. Uh, you know, we're still waiting to see if they actually got some solid ground to stand on. I mean, does that seem to be the case? And what about the cattle markets? Well, the hogs look like it. I mean, we had a kind of a, you look at something like these June hogs, the way they kind of cleaned everyone's clock late yesterday, yesterday, took out all the near-term lows, kind of a triple bottom and closed back above it. That is a technical indicator that finally we are oversold enough that we are maybe going to finally get a dead cat bounce. You got to get over that 20-day on the June contract. 
and on you know on the April contract, the 10 to 20 day as well. Those have been resistance. If we can get over those moving averages, that is a good technical sign. So hopefully we're finally putting a bottom in the in the hogs. The cattle market, on the other hand, kind of had a reversal the other day. So what you might start to see is after the cattle have had this huge little run up the last few days, the hogs have just been getting clobbered. They're going to unwind that spread a little bit. We'll see cattle being a little bit pressured in the hog market, finding a little bit of support. Now remember, we do get some livestock um, you know demand supply numbers on this report today. So that could shift the this you know the argument a little bit right now it looks like maybe a little bit of pressure in the cattle near term and maybe a little finally a little bit of support for the hogs. Now we also have been obviously paying close attention to what's going on in the other financial markets and and talking about consumer uh, spending and and where are we at on that and how are things looking from the consumer price index I know it's coming out again very soon Uh, what are we seeing there? Well, in general, I haven't seen enough. The, the, the trend is coming down. So, you know, you are starting to see it a little bit, as Powell put a little bit of disinflation. So that is good. Overall, consumer spend, you know, consumer um, salaries are going up. So it's getting a little bit better. I know I saw, like, the egg prices have halved from where they were high in December as they're rebuilding back the, you know, the flocks from the bird flu. It is still a problem. There's no doubt about it. But I can tell you, overall, my viewpoint, the economy still looks relatively strong. We were down, like I said, we were down in Nashville over the weekend for the Ag Market Conference. And let's just put it this way. The entertainment venues were packed full. There were lines to get into some of those venues at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And airports were full. So, uh, you know, the economy overall is still strong. I think hopefully that's a good sign for the cattle market. The supply of the cattle is tightening. We know it's tightening based on all the reports we're getting, the inventory report as well as the cattle and feed numbers. That tight supply really is bullish. If you can keep that demand there, we will get those higher prices that everyone's looking for in the cattle market. You know, it's interesting talking about, you know, when you said that the, there's lines to get into the, some of the venues there in Nashville. I mean, heard somebody uh, mention the other day that, you know, uh, for, for there being a, an economic downturn, no one seems to have told the consumers yet, uh, at least the ones with money. I, I would 100% agree with it. I mean, there is no doubt about it. If you're unfortunately in the lower end of the economic spectrum, it is a struggle. You know, the cost of living is very, very high. Gas is creeping up a little bit. Crudel had a nice little run yesterday, getting creeping back up toward 80. China's opening back up. That's going to help probably, unfortunately, drive the price of energies up a little bit. But, yes, the consumer is still there, and that's good. If the consumer is there and he's out spending money, he's going to drive money into the food sector. You drive money into the food sector, people going out to eat, it will trickle down to American agriculture. So that is a good sign for the nation as a whole to see that demand, and it's definitely a good sign for agriculture. All right, Jim. Well, if folks want to talk market strategies or see what they should be thinking about here for the next couple months and in this growing season, how do they get in touch with agmarket.net? You can reach me directly at 815-665-0461. Reach any of the Ag Market team members at 844-424-6758. Or better yet, you want to sign up for a free look at our research, go to agmarket.net. All right, Jim. Thanks so much for the insight. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. And remember, the uh, USA numbers come out at 11 o'clock Central Time. That again was Jim McCormick of agmarket.net here on the Opening Market Podcast. Let's run down those opening numbers for you. March corn up one and a quarter at 675 and a quarter. May up a penny at 674. December new crop up a penny at 594 and a half. March beans up one and a half at 1516 and three quarters. May up one and a half at 1511 and three quarters. November new crop down three quarters at 1369 and three quarters. Soy meal up $1.40 at 469.10. Soy oil 27 cents lower at 6067. 
Chicago Wheat up six at 767 and a quarter. Minneapolis up four and a quarter at 914 and a half. Kansas Wheat up one and a quarter at 876 even. Oats down one and a quarter at 375 and a half. February live cattle up 30 cents at 160.87. March feeders up a dime at 187.30. February lean hogs up 15 cents at 75.52. Pork cutouts down 25 cents at 81.70. Class 3 milk 4 cents higher at 17.81. Thanks again to Jim McCormick of agmarket.net for joining us today on the Opening Market Podcast. I'm Dustin Huffman on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network, where Iowa Ag matters. 